Welcome to Empirical Peapod. Thank you so much for being here. I appreciate it. If you could please subscribe, follow, share, like, comment, whatever the hell happens when we do these things. I'm your host, Tim Day. Let's get to the show. A good chance my daughters will message me to say, Daddy, can I have some candy, Daddy? <laughs> Ask your grandma. Oh, it's just nice to have somebody care about you. <laughs> yeah. No. I, I love them. You would. You call me anytime. That's awesome. Uh, all right. We're here with one of my greatest friends of all time, which I've said before, but I still stand by it as being true for multiple people. Jason Yunker. Howdy. Howdy. Howdy uh, ho. Thank you for taking the time. I appreciate coming out. We are awkwardly sitting on the side of my sister's house, face-to-face, as uncomfortably close as possible. Well, we could get closer, <laughs> I'm sure. And, and the grueling, humid, it's a nice humid heat. Yeah. Yeah. I <laughs> uh, appreciate you taking the time, man. Um, how have you been? I've been pretty good. Things have been good lately. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Things are going well. I just got uh, hired as a, a dedicated substitute teacher oh, nice. at Boulder Hill School. Oh, that's really cool. So. I was just talking to uh, Katie Tiffin uh, earlier today, mm-hmm. and sh- she went to school there when she first. She went to Boulder there. Hill. Yeah. Okay. Nice. I could be misremembering that because right. my my head hurts so much. Right. You <laughs> just fill in. Anytime you talk to somebody, you're like, "Did yeah, you know Katie Tiffin yeah. went to that same school <laughs> you know too?" What it is? I've decided she did. Right. You know what? Whether she did or not, that's her history yeah. now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I want to start with. Because they kind of start the same show, or each show kind of similarly with all of us, because we've all been together for so long. And actually, you're one of the uh, originals. Of what? Because uh, in the friend group, I've said that like a lot of some people knew each other since kindergarten. Some people plugged in at elementary, junior high, and high school. Uh huh. But we've all been like 20 years at this point. Yeah. Uh, but you're one of the originals from kindergarten. Yeah. That's crazy. Uh, how did you 30, even meet everybody? 30. Is it just a proximity thing? Uh. Some yeah, because uh, Walsh and Teresina both lived right around the corner from me, and Halder, my mom had me go to his house before kindergarten because she had to work in the mornings, and we yeah. had afternoon kindergarten. Ah. so I went over there and like, yeah, and in, in kindergarten, Halder and Teresina Walsh and I had the same kindergarten class, and I remember specifically these words being spoken between Dan Walsh and and I. Hey, you're wearing the same shirt as I am. Let's be friends. So that worked out. So if you want to be good friends with somebody, yeah. find out what shirt they're going to wear tomorrow. Not for nothing, I feel like 40 years later, Walsh still makes friends that way. Right? Like, yeah. Hey, that's a cool shirt. I have that shirt. Yeah, that's all it takes for him. He's easy. Yeah. So as kind of coming up and then everything, uh, we'll jump ahead to, because we've all stayed close through school and everything. After high school, uh, where did you end up after high school? Um, I mean, in college here. Yeah. And, uh... Did you go to community college here? Yeah, or I went did to... Did you go to uh, an actual university? Yeah, I went to community college, Wabonzi, out Sugar Grove, and then, uh, like a year after, I did the Disney college program for the first time. Yeah. Uh, and that... Those are just gunshots, don't worry about it. Yeah, right? <laughs> we live near Chicago. <laughs> uh, that changed my life, and then, uh, then, yeah, I just did college and was here and uh i did a semester out in idaho yeah i like that you're trying to gloss over what, your the, time in disney oh okay yeah so you actually got to go there's a program there you got to go and like basically work at disney yeah and just kind of live in florida and live that whole life uh and what did you i already know what did you do in disney uh the first time i was there i worked at the magic kingdom and yeah. i worked six different rides this was right after they introduced the fast pass system at disney oh nice so like i got to work the lines we excited like this is gonna revolutionize everything uh i i thought it was a pretty good system <laughs> i you know what i was like so it doesn't it doesn't sound that exciting but the lines are the lifeblood of disney world right so like I got to, I mean, it was interesting, and the best part about it was when it was my days off and I went into the parks, I knew everybody who ran the, the line, so yeah. I never waited in line, which might have been a disservice to my life, because I <laughs> cannot stand lines. I, I can't do it. I know that there's uh, a little rule you have if somebody leaves commercials on during a YouTube video, 
You yeah. tickle them. The uh, <laughs> AAR, the anti-ad robot, becomes yeah. activated, and I will tickle them. Yep. Until they skip the commercials. Yeah. So, I think my daughters like it because I'll be in my room and they'll be like, hey, daddy, there's an ad on. I'm like, AAR activated. And then I go tickle them. How long did you spend in, uh, out in ugh, in Florida? Uh, it was uh, five months the first time. And then so the second time was even more interesting. Or yeah. I don't Did know, you come maybe. home in between or did you stay down there? So, yeah, no, I was I was down there. It was two th- spring of 2002. Mm-hmm. And then I dreamt of going back for eight years. And finally, 2010, I was at the end of college. You know, it only <laughs> took like eight years to do it. Yeah, they're called doctors. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so I was finishing up my degree, and I was like, I'm going to do the Disney College program one more time. So I did, and I worked it out. So, Or I, was, uh, I worked at the Wildlife Express train, and I got to drive or engineer a train. And be a conductor and yeah. give a little spiel. That's awesome. On the back, yeah, that was that was amazing. I loved that. And then I ended up. So that was in the uh, August of 2010, and then I graduated December 31st, 2010. But then I extended my program to stay down there until May. Oh, nice. So, so you, I, I didn't realize you were down there in 20 like eight years had passed. Because mm-hmm. uh, also in there. <clears throat> Let's see, what was it, 2005, uh, you were a guitarist, we were in the same band, uh-huh. we put out our first album. Uh-huh. Oh, I just dropped my phone. <laughs> yeah. Don't break uh, the fourth wall. <laughs> that was, uh, yeah, because that's partly what led me to Disney was, well, I wanted to go back to school, because yeah. I left the band because I, I wanted to focus on finishing my degree. Well, uh, am I incorrect, because uh, I usually could be misremembering? I thought at that time you, well, at least one of the reasons was leaving because you had gone to do mission work. That was in 2003. Okay. Oh, that was when we were. That was right. So I, we were before, like. Yeah, we had just started. Right. We had. Yeah. You and I had jammed. And yeah. then it was like, hey, Jay's in for this. And yeah. then I was like, I'm leaving for two years. <laughs> we're like, oh, good. <laughs> but then I was only gone for two months. Yeah. And then when I came back, we went full swing with it. And That's true. That's the. Uh, how was your experience with the mission work? Because like you said, it was supposed to be a lot longer. Yeah, it's supposed to be two years. So you're just like, this just isn't for me or... Yeah, you know, I feel like part part of why, like, uh, at the time I feel like part of why I did it was because I felt like I didn't know what else to do. Sure. And I felt like I knew it could be a good thing. Yeah. Uh, I think it was still a positive experience. Yeah, overall it was. Yeah. And I wish I would have been in a mind state, uh, spiritually prepared right. to do that in full. But but what do you mean by that? Like, just where you were mentally at that time? Mentally and spiritually, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, I just wasn't, yeah, I just wasn't spiritually, I don't know yeah. how else to put it. I just, when Makes I, sense. I like got You, out you this, weren't like, ready to receive what was happening? Yeah. Kind of that sort of thing? Yeah, and I, I was just, I got out there and I was really depressed and I, I was, I don't know. I just decided to well, come it is home. In, and, it's in Idaho, right? That was in Utah, and oh, that and and, like and, the, and <laughs> the mission. When you're on a mission for the LDS Church, it's yeah. you don't you t- you can talk to your like mom or grandma or whatever like through mail, and and email once a week. Really, it's no phone calls, nothing yeah. like that. Is that pretty like normal? Where it's yeah. just like not like anti-technology, but it's just to keep you focused. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Right. Which, but it's still jarring coming from our normal everyday, oversharing and overconnected, to being like no. Right. <laughs> and now, like I think about that, how awesome, how I wish I would have embraced it, because it's like, dude, all I have to have to, a break. Like two years of just going around talking <laughs> about Jesus, like that sounds amazing, and that's your full time job, like yeah. That, that sounds awesome because that's really all you're doing is talking to people and like even if you're not talking about Jesus, you're just talking to people about like yeah. how's, how's it going? What right. can I do to help you? Like I'm here to serve this area. I've been called for this area yeah. to serve the needs, whatever. Does that happen outside of Utah? All over the world. Is it, like I figure like, it's probably everywhere. Like the whole world. That's crazy. I think there's only a few countries still that like China, I believe, is very limited on, yeah. what, on missionaries being able to serve there. Yeah. But other than that, yeah. Now, and also, so you said LDS, which is the Latter-day Saints. Yeah. So the is, church, that's 
Mormonism, or is it a specific sect? No, so it's it. Yes, the I'm tr- pretty ignorant to the whole no, thing. No, that's okay. It's <laughs> most people say Mormon, and okay. it's not the Mormon Church. We have the Book of Mormon, right? Which is where that comes. It'll be like from. a Christian calling themselves a Bibler, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I, I think I don't know for sure, but I think that came about as like a, like these Mormons kind of yeah. like negative right. thing, and we, like most things, we embraced it. <laughs> And, uh, Which, man, I don't know how you cannot admire, I don't even know what you'd call it, just admire the mentality of everything that's thrown at that kind of a group and just being like, okay, yeah. sure. Well, you know what? Um, but yeah, well, first of all, it's the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints is the official name. And at one point, Missouri had literally an extermination order against the Mormons. Wow, really? Yeah. So they were hunted. That's crazy to and me. So I think, too, with that kind of perspective, like, well, things could get a lot worse now. <laughs> so pretty good right now. I Nobody's... do like the idea that that kind of helped, like a sense of humor almost, where it's like, well, it could be bad. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think that one of the biggest, for me, what I see in the church is the biggest thing about, uh, about life and everything is the ability to choose. Yeah. Free agency. So if I want my ability to choose, I need to make sure everybody else has their own ability to choose right. as well. Yeah, which I think is interesting because stereotypically, somebody would see that sort of thing and be like, oh, there's no choice there. Yeah, yeah. They're no. very uh, controlled and whatever. But, and you and I have talked about it at length over a long friendship just because I'm fascinated by it. Uh, and I think it's interesting. The community around the church is insane. Like, uh-huh. they really take care of each other. Like, they genuinely care about each other. Yeah. In a way that uh, I'm not trying to piss anybody else's Cheerios, but I don't see necessarily in other things uh-huh. where it becomes like, well, who's wearing the coolest hat at church? Or uh-huh. what does everybody look like? And how, how's everybody doing? It's not a game of one-upsmanship? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I'm still I mean, becoming yeah. a man. <laughs> <laughs> You'll get there, buddy. Uh, yeah, and I, I mean, I think you see that in any community. Yeah. People are always comparing, you know, that... Keeping up with Eleanor the Roosevelt quote, the comparison is the thief of joy. Yeah. And people just everywhere compare themselves. So, yeah, that 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 you'll see. And I think... I I'm think, sure that there's even some of that within, but as a whole, it feels uh, very communal. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if somebody has a surgery, they like, or something like that, the, they'll organize people to bring dinners to the family for a week. Yeah. Or, or help out in whatever ways they can. Uh, do you guys... Is that... Like kind of reflective in the community, or is it more within like the sect? You mean like the people of the community, or just yeah, the like church members? Just the church members. No, like for instance, uh, if you're somebody out there who's struggling financially or whatever, reach out to the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter Day Saints because they have resources to help, and you don't have to be a member of the church. It's that. The whole community, the idea is not just for the members, it's for the people of the area in which our ward is. Like a ward yeah. is a boundary usually consisting of up to like around 400 people. Okay. And so like I go to the Oswego ward. Right. And so that area, so the bishop uh, of the Oswego ward, he's he oversees everything. And so he would be somebody that people can talk to like, if you're struggling to keep the lights on or you need food, they, uh, the church has storehouses with food all over the place. That's amazing. So they genuinely practice what they preach. <laughs> yeah, that's from what I see, yeah. Yeah, that's, oh yeah, and you've been doing it your whole life. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Uh, let's get jump back to then uh, 2005. So, <clears throat> so yeah, well, you're right. Because we, we still played our first show in like December 2003. Was that when we, yeah. It was December. Where was it? Was that with Schmed and wasn't it the was. first one? With yeah, it was with Schmed. Uh, hey, Jimmy, up at it's called like Cal's Bar, mm-hmm. and I, we really, we only had four songs anyway. Yeah, we were, were like, we're gonna play for ten minutes. Yep, <laughs> it's just we're just gonna drive an hour up to Chicago, carry all, of our, gear. all our stuff, and play for two people at yeah. this bar. Uh, you, me, you, and Randy weren't even twenty-one. So were we not? Okay, we yeah. were only twenty yeah. at that point. <laughs> That's still one of my favorite stories when we were walking out because yeah. there was that old local guy there. We were walking out, <laughs> and Schmed's yelling at Jimmy, "Yo, Jimmy, Jimmy!" And the local guy turns around and says, "Oh yeah." And Schmidt's like, "Oh my bad, I was talking to my friend Jimmy. Is your name Jimmy too?" And the guy 
no, and walks away. Like, okay. <laughs> All right, bud. <laughs> that is funny. So then uh, we recorded our first album in 2005. Uh, we did some a lot of fun stuff, a lot of fun shows and stuff. Uh, and then, do you, do you remember when we played up in Wisconsin? Uh-huh. With at the church? The stars. Yeah, at the church. Oh, uh, the stars, Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and we, man, we had the giggles so bad in the hotel room. Yeah. We just kept beating the shit out of each other with pillows. Pillow fighting. And throwing each other on the bed. Right. <laughs> Those are fun times. Yeah. Uh, but that was good. Back to you, Jay, uh, when I, I talked to Jay the other day, and he's like, oh, it'd be fun to get all of us on a call at once uh-huh. and maybe do an episode. And I'm like, that yeah. would be fun. Yeah. We'll see where life takes us. Uh-huh. But so you end up leaving the band to go back to school. Yep. Uh, what year was that? I don't even remember, honestly. That'd I, be like 07? Because Guy, Guy joined in... Uh, January of 08 was our first show. Okay. So he had to have joined somewhere in the latter half of uh, 07. That sounds right, because I was planning on going to Idaho full-time. I went to BYU-Idaho. Yeah. For, and so that's I think that's... what. Okay, so yeah. I'm like, where did I get Idaho? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so I, had, I was signed up for school there. I went for the one semester... Uh, and then I didn't like that, so I found a different program that brought me back home here, yeah. and I did that one. Uh, so, and then, what did you, because you were a substitute teacher now, so you have a teaching degree? No, I just, just have a bachelor's degree. Okay, you have a bachelor's yeah. degree, but Dude, it's sub-license. Sub, yeah, and the sub-license requires, like, money to the state. <laughs> you, got, you got a bachelor's degree? Okay, can <laughs> yeah. you fill out a couple forms? All right, you're hired, come on in. <laughs> Yeah, that's yeah. like I have the paraprofessional license too, and they're like, "Can you give the state fifty bucks?" Uh huh. And I'm like, "Well, sure." Yeah, like, you're in. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, I knew, I knew you had it in you. <laughs> I, dude, the first day of being a sub, it, like I signed, I signed up, I went online, I picked my assignment, I went to the school, said, "Hi, I'm Jason." They gave me my badge and they said, "You're in room whatever." Here you go. That's it. I had no training. There was no training. There yeah. was no, not even like either. a rundown, like, by the way, here's a list of the rules in yeah. the school. Here's some don'ts and right. some do's. Right. Sure. <laughs> it's actually insane to think about that. Because I the same way when I started at the junior high. Mm-hmm. Nothing. Yeah. Just, all right, we'll see you. <laughs> yeah. And then if I don't go and talk to them, because I'm an annoying employee who, like, checks in. Uh-huh. Like, where am I at? How am I doing? Yeah, what yeah, can I yeah. do different? Otherwise, nobody would talk to me at all. Uh-huh. And it's one of those things of no news is good news. Yeah. You know what, though? And, like, I, I would have appreciated some of that. At the same time, I, I really I hate trainings. <laughs> I hate them. Yeah. I, uh, so I was, it, it worked out just fine. Like, I, uh, I, I'm kind of glad that it went that way. Yeah, I think it's one of the, yeah, it's the double-edged sword. Because if they would have, I would have been like, I hate this. Mm-hmm. I really love being right, left right. alone. Yeah, right? <laughs> Let me figure it out. Yeah. Uh, and you actually get to sub with your girls. Yeah, so my girls go to, they're going into first grade and yeah. third grade. And, uh, yeah, so all last year I was, I chose, because I could, as a sub, I can pick where I go. I chose to be there, and I was pretty much there almost every day of the school year yeah but then they have a, a position called a dedicated building sub that's full-time every day of school yeah. i'm in there and it, that's what you just got hired for. yeah that's it pays awesome. it pays a little bit more and so i get to be in there for sure every day with my girls and and they love it and i love it and it's good i get good feedback from them they're like <laughs> yeah everybody likes you and you know you're a great sub and that's we good. love having you there so yeah it's so one awesome. of the things that uh, I've always admired about you because I think we're kind of similar <clears throat> is that we are not really adults. Nope. Like, we're responsible we can handle our stuff. Yeah. Uh, we're not idiots and we're not deadbeats by any means. But, like I was saying before we got on, like, even at 40, like, adults still make me uncomfortable. Yeah. Because they somewhere you lose that wonderment. Uh-huh. And somewhere you kind of lose that being able to relate to somebody younger than you. Uh-huh. Uh, and what they're going through. Even though you went through it, yeah. at some point you've decided, like, no, you, you should bootstraps, right? Yeah. Go pick your stuff up by your bootstraps. Right. You better. 
uh, and which is probably one of the reasons we're in such a uh, never got boots, crisis. so maybe that's the problem. Uh, yeah, I've, you'll notice I've recently given up socks completely. Nice. You know what? I was like, you know what? Nobody's gonna tell me to put socks on. No, that's not a. You don't have to. If wear anything, socks. they're just gonna later. They're gonna tell somebody else this asshole didn't wear socks. Yeah, which I'm fine with. Why are you looking at my feet? Yeah. <laughs> uh, how have you maintained? Like that wonderment uh, and stuff like that because like because you've got kids now, we've always been kids of Disney, uh-huh. where we just I still watch Disney movies alone and love yep, them. Like yep. I watch Moana once a week. Uh-huh. It's so good. It is. It's that's so a powerful good. one, man. Yeah, uh, Inside Out. Also, it's like Bugs Life, man. I can watch that every day. They're all so good. What do you think separates us? from like kind of losing that and how we've managed to hold on to it uh i i don't fully know all i know is that i think part of growing up is maybe has something to do with like the quote-unquote rules of society and what you're expected like you said about cartoons like you know you talk to some like men the generation like our parents' generation, like, you don't watch cartoons or whatever, yeah. and it's like, no, we're gonna do what we like to do. Right. I remember and, rushing home to catch the after-school cartoons, uh-huh. like Bonkers and the rest. Yeah, uh, rest Disney of afternoons. Yeah, and it's yeah. like, yeah, your parents would be there, like, you're 13 years old. What uh-huh. are you doing, enjoying life? Uh huh. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. I just I don't feel when I I like. Like you said, I still look at people like they're more grown up than me or like, yeah. like even at, like as a, in the, in the school, there's some younger teachers who I think are like in their twenties. And I look at them like, man, I hope when I grow up, I'm like <laughs> as, you know, well-rounded as they are. It's like, I'm 20 years older than them. Almost. <laughs> but yeah, but that's why I like being, that's why I like being at the school. Cause you know, when I talk to the kids, they're like, yeah, I, I understand. And so I got to think like, cause I've have a similar thing where I not I don't belong working at a school. It's very much out of my wheelhouse. Mm-hmm. But the kids absolutely love me and attach to me uh-huh. because I don't talk to them like yeah. an adult. They're just people, and that's yeah. That's right. probably part of it too. Is like I see everybody as a person. Right. Like even my own kids. Yeah, I'm not. I'm I'm their father, but I realize these these children are independent. They're they're their own people. They yeah. are. They have you know their own life to live. Yeah. And it's not my job to control them. Right. Necessarily. Like I have, it's not my job to control them. It's my job, I think, to like influence them in right. a, pro, a good direction. And, and I feel like if you do that uh, well enough, generally, they kind of make those decisions. Hopefully. And you're like, oh, perfect. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, now I feel like, yeah, I should say like, when term, like sometimes I do step in and control the situation well, so you, they you know can't hurt I mean? themselves or right go too right far, i have sure. to i have yeah. to be their dad the state hates it when your kids get killed <laughs> right yeah, yeah. So you don't want to you don't want to just let them all willy-nilly right uh, yeah no that's no good uh what's uh so how long have you been a sub now two years so two years and hmm Let's fill in the gaps from 2010 okay. to two okay. years ago. So you went back to Disney yeah. to be Mr. Conductor. Okay, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I did that for a year, and I loved it. And uh, that was, uh, that. I don't think I'll ever top that job. That was a job I did not one day dread going in. In fact, every day, like, I'd walk into the animal kingdom, and I'd look at the mountain, and I'd be like, yo, dude, I'm going, I'm going in here to work. Yeah. Like, this is where I get to go every single day. And so I loved it. And uh, I was actively looking for uh, positions down there. Like they have a professional internship, which is super competitive. Like they'll have like 150 people who apply for one job, you know. Uh, So I did. I applied. I didn't get it. But uh, I did win an award called the Disney Service Year Award, which was pretty cool because they don't they don't usually give it to the college program kids. Right. but I won. I got that. I got to park backstage right by the train, which is really cool. That is cool. Uh, and then uh, I came back home, and uh, I was applying for jobs down there. And in in November, I'd gone down for like a week 
to go talk to people and try and get a job slash have a vacation again <laughs> and i worked i got to go down there and work to keep my employment status nice there That's which awesome. was pretty cool but then i got offered it was part-time it was a part-time job so it was like nothing but i took it because i had a place to live and so i loaded up and i moved down there it was like a week before christmas and I got down there and I went to the first day of training and I was like, what are you doing, man? What are you doing? I just graduated from school. I'm going to be making minimum, minimum wage. Yeah, and when I, I looked at, at part time, like I'm not, I'm not even at full time. I'm at part. I have to work to get to full time to then maybe get like the, the, the climb up the Disney ladder is super competitive. And also it's like, I, I'm not sure what I want to, what I would want to do further. And so I get a, I can go home and be a web developer yeah. and make a decent book right now, or I can stay here. Is that what your degree was in? Yeah, web development. Okay. However, here I am now thinking I, I should have balanced that choice Yeah. because I don't, like, I don't like the world, the corporate world of web development. Sure. So I did come home a week later. I came home. When you say you wish you would have balanced it because you probably could have explored web developing while working part-time in Florida? Right. Is that what yeah. you mean? I could have, I could have done that. Um, who knows? Because here's the other thing I think about with COVID. Yeah. Dude, if I was working at the parks during COVID, I probably would have been laid off too. For like, sure, yeah. I mean, there's a good chance that that wouldn't have panned out too well either. Right. Yeah. Uh, so, but yeah, I come home and and then a week later, I got my first job as a web developer at a company in Downers Grove. Oh, that's pretty good. Nice. So, so yeah, that worked out. So I did web development for, I don't know, like, 10 years and then uh i don't I just, I just decided i don't like i don't like that i don't I, like this i like i like the coding i like yeah. coding that's fun but doing it in a professional setting with boss after boss of sitting there like what if we made it blue <laughs> and then they're like well why i just think i'm like, feeling blue for yeah. this part i learned one time i have because i at the first job i got in nine months later they made me a manager and I would, I would get emails back and forth with people who'd be like, yo, make this bigger, okay? Uh, make it a little smaller. Yeah. And then, no, make it bigger. I say, let's just wait 24 hours. We're going to put it back to the original way, and then we're going to ask them if they like it. And we did. And they'd be like, oh, that looks great. Thanks. Like, yeah, it's funny because right. I've dealt with a little of that because <laughs> I was a project manager. Uh-huh. And it's the same thing like when you're setting up a business for somebody, and it's like, man, this one time, we had a whole a mapped out year because they pay for a, a contract. <clears throat> Mm-hmm. And like, here's everything, and everything has to be on time. And it took them like five months to approve the logo. Uh huh. And like, everything else was just fudged at that point. Yeah. Because like, you just blew the whole year. Right. And like, we can't really take responsibility because we kept showing you and doing everything you said, uh-huh. and you kept changing it. Like, yeah. It's just insane. And it was so arbitrary where you're like, you're talking about nothing. Yeah. Nothing. It's yeah. not changing anything. And that's that's when I where I realized that I I am not somebody who's motivated by uh on a spectrum of m- more money to happiness. I am yeah. motivated far less by money because with the codes the 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 languages I was starting to learn there at the end were looking into like 80 to 120k jobs. Right. But it just, it would be in the city and, you know, all these, I just, it wasn't, it just didn't motivate me. It's like, yeah, yeah that sounds great. But even if I was making $120,000, I would dread, I just don't like this environment. Yeah. Like, it doesn't feel good. Plus I can't, the commitment, like your life balance, work balance yeah. is going to be completely skewed. Right. Because uh, you, you have to care about that kind of a job, like so much more to yeah. stay there because it's going to be competitive as well. Yeah, it just doesn't. Some people can do that, but then absolutely, yeah. But yeah, then I, I wonder if that's one of the one of the keys because I'm not motivated by money. Mm-hmm. I'm a big fan. I like having it. You gotta have it. Sure, you gotta uh, have it. And I actually recently had a revelation. I did an episode with Melissa, uh, and because she, she does a lot of like money centric things, uh-huh. and um, she had mentioned uh, she said this sentence that like blew my mind. Where she's like, I'm willing to have money. Mm-hmm. And I was like, mm-hmm. what? Yeah. Because she's like, there's so much negative connotation around money. Right. Uh, and I always was like kind of pushing away because I'm like, I'm not driven by that. Right. And then I was like, you know what? You're right. I don't 
I want to eliminate all this negative feeling, and I want to be willing to have money. Uh huh. But I don't want to. I don't want to be controlled by it, and that's where the difference is. Like, it's kind of just having a healthier mentality. Yeah. It was. It was interesting. You'll see if it ever goes live. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. Like. Yeah. Having that work-life balance is like having to drive into Chicago every day, and then yeah. like that alone. Like, because I did that to Downers Grove, and then up. The second job I worked was for Empire Carpets. You worked at Empire? Did I not ever tell I you that? I did not know 800 that. 800 <laughs> And it's Empire Luna, so their website for Wait, no, four years. they're together? Yeah. I didn't know that either. Yeah, they don't really, I mean, they don't really want you to know well, specifically. Right, yeah, they're two very successful companies. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, they own, so that company right across from O'Hare. Yeah. So for four years, I drove all wow. the way in there and all the way back, and it yeah. was just not fun. Yeah, that's. I used to drive, like, I would drive to Guitar Center in Naperville from DeKalb, mm-hmm. but it's, like, right down 88. It's still, like, the same distance and time, yeah, yeah. but it's such an easier ride than trying to get to O'Hare every day. <laughs> yeah. Well, and especially it got frustrating because it's web development. I can do this at home. From, I do this at the beach, man. Yeah. I can do it from anywhere. Yeah. Remember when we used to make those arguments? And then COVID happened. Yeah. And everybody right? had to. Yeah. And we're like, we told you. Yeah. Well, and you know uh, what? That's what, <laughs> when you talk about jobs, I admire this generation for saying no. Yeah. We're, you know what? We've seen what it's done to our parents, our grandparents, and all the way back in this whole thing that we've just accepted. That's just the way it is. No. Yeah. No. Fine. I won't have a job. Right. Because COVID, the, the one shining light through there, I think, uh, was... Uh, making people say, you know what? I guess we can be all right <laughs> with with not having to go to work. We yeah. figure it out. You said something that I really uh, like also because, in a lot of ways, we're millennials, uh, elder millennials, and millennials are like the first generation where we were like, no, it doesn't have to be this way. Mm-hmm. And then the next generation is like taking it a step further, where it's like we're not gonna do it that way, right? And we'll do whatever we need to do, yeah, to cut you out, yeah. <laughs> And I, yeah, I've always loved that. I get really frustrated with people that are like, this generation, and I'm like, they're just taking what you did and doing it better. Like, every step is just the next step up. Every, like, you do the same, you, what you're saying, the yeah. generation before you said about exactly. you. You were at one point the dicks. I don't understand how people don't see this. Like, that's, well, my generation, like, of course your generation, dot, 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 because you grew up and you saw it firsthand, you felt it at certain times. Exactly, yeah. So, yeah, you're going to, it's just, it's different. Yeah, it, we all have we all have things to add, and right. and then I yeah, because it goes both ways. You see younger people blaming the oh, look what you left for us. It's like, <laughs> yeah. okay, yeah, to a certain degree, there are things like that, but it, you know, I, I think everybody's hopefully trying to do their best with what we yeah. had. You know, I, I think that it becomes really depressing for most of us to not think that, it, at least hope that everybody's doing the best they can with the information they have at the moment. Yeah, and that's where it kind of I think changes when you start thinking. Okay, well now we have this information. Okay, we can't hold it against this person because they didn't have that information. Right. Like they did what they could. Then it's like when people like uh, I was talking with Katie about you know not growing up in trauma and like at some point you take responsibility for who you are as a person. Yeah. And you don't get to just blame your parents for the rest of your life or whatever uh, traumatic incident you might have gone through. Like at some point you're either it's not wanting to be a victim anymore yeah and you're just like oh okay i can today moving forward be who i want to be yeah and that's of course ups and downs don't get me wrong like that can be a challenge at times Uh but you have to take responsibility for your life at some point yeah absolutely and some people need to let people we all need to let each other make mistakes right because there's some people who are like okay i accept your apology now i want to keep talking about the things you did wrong yeah. It's like, wait, wait, I thought we're, we're trying to progress and evolve yeah. and move forward. We can't do that if you want to just talk about why something was wrong. What is that? Right. Once we found a solution or at least apologize, then let's, let's move forward. Let's give everybody the benefit of the doubt. That's one of the things that irked me whenever I would have like leadership positions is like somebody would make a mistake. And then it's the only time some big boss would come in and be like, who did it? Uh-huh. And I'd be like, it doesn't matter who did it. Here's how we're going to fix it. Because mm-hmm. realistically, you only care about the numbers. Anyway, right. here's how we're going to either make it a not loss, but a recovery, or we're going to recover in any way we're going to. 
you just want to come down here and punish somebody? Yeah. Where were you the 40 things he did right? Right, exactly. You're here for one mistake. Yeah. Like, where's the balance? I've always been emplo- incredibly employee-centric. Yeah. And it's always cost me most of my job. Plus, I have a mouth on me uh-huh. and principles, which yeah. people do not like. No. No. <laughs> they want you to fall in line. That, when I was the manager at that one company, uh, I got this idea from uh, the office. Dwight said it. But... A guy said, "Can I? Is it okay if I leave thirty minutes early today, and you know, I'll stay thirty minutes late tomorrow?" I said, "Fine." Or you can stay one minute late for the next thirty days. <laughs> do what you got to do. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's the same, uh, just idea like treating people not like ever above. I always tell them like, "I am the team leader here. We're a team. Right. I'm not. I'm not your boss. Like in the, in the sense that yeah, I am your boss." But you know, yeah, I'm but not. It takes all of us I'm to not, make this function. Right. I'm not better than you in no, any yeah. way. Uh, some dickhead just chose me. It could have been any one of us. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Same mentality. Where like, I think it also helps to get their buy-in in the first place. Where it's like, because one of two things is going to happen. They're either going to rally behind you, or they're going to start getting a case of the ass. Where it's like, I could do what he's doing. It should have been me. And then they are just undermining your authority. Yeah. Yeah, I I never understood why like that's such a normal thing for like my boss is kind of you know a jerk or whatever. It's like why we all have to work places. Like why aren't you treating people like you would want to be treated? Is this how you would want to be treated? You can be firm without you know being rude to people or taking yeah. things personally. Yeah. You know we all have lives and it's hard enough to come here every day. Uh, so let's make the environment good. Because that, that's a lot of time. Like, anytime I've had a new job, like, the scariest thing for the most part is not whether I can do the job. It's, am I going to fit in with these people? Not even yeah. that I, but just get along with them. Right. Yeah. Are we? And that was the problem with my second job there. It's like, I just did not fit in. Yeah. And that culture was a very kiss-butt culture. You're a very know? unique individual, though, in, like, the most beautiful way. <laughs> like, just because like, I feel like you can put on, you know, you can put on the dad face, you can put on the professional face, like. But at the end of the day, you're Jason Yunker. You uh-huh. have the most amazing, infectious laugh, and you're the most absurd human being in the. Your last name is literally Yunker, <laughs> yeah, which just right? sounds like a joke, <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> but it's, so it's always interesting to watch. It's almost like knowing somebody's crazy, but then watching them function in the real world, dude. I <laughs> even my girl. My girls say, you're weird. <laughs> my grandma used to say, she's still, like, I've been called weird my whole life. Yeah. And when, especially when my girls say it to me, I'm like, good, thank you. Yeah. Good. I don't want to be, what's normal, you tell me what normal is. It's, it, that's what's interesting about having kids, too, is, like, they've already put together what they consider normal. Uh-huh. And they're like, of course, they love you insanely, but they're like, you're different. Yeah. Well, I want them to... to follow their heart and if you yeah. follow your heart you're gonna be a weirdo right i agree completely that's and, it and of course there's different degrees of weirdo like right but right. i yeah, i consider right. it a positive i agree like it's a compliment somebody's like you're really weird I'm like, uh-huh. yeah yeah you're right. really normal <laughs> it doesn't always feel great to be called weird that's for <laughs> yeah, sure but sure. <laughs> but you got to remind yourself that it is a compliment and for whatever whatever they th- like and yeah sometimes you're like did i get to go a little too weird with this one you know maybe you do need to think about it I, certain members of our little group here especially like people like me you uh even walsh to an extent and t and uh, jason mm-hmm. carrie are like our goal is to take it as weird as possible right until right. people are like that's not even funny anymore mm-hmm. that's when we're like okay now it's good right and you know that's why like uh after T passed away last year, like Jason Carey immediately, you guys both were immediately <laughs> making jokes. It's like, thank you. Yeah. I love that. Because, yes, we, I think we all agree with the idea that you can either make fun of everything or you can't make fun of anything. For sure. Yeah, which I think is, I think the key to why we're the way we are and why we see the world the way we do. Because we can, it's jarring, I understand, for people to hear. Well, because yeah. we're going to make dark, incredibly horrific jokes. Right. But it has to be done. I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. Right. At no. all. I don't want to make somebody... And those jer- jokes do hurt to say. Well, but that's what you have to still, like... <laughs> and I think, too, just, like, the jokes are, like, you're taking what's... You take 
what's normal and veer off into a different perspective. Yeah. And hopefully it's weird enough. Yeah, it could be dark, but weird enough compared to what's quote unquote normal. Yeah. That it makes you think something yeah. different. Like, okay. Or makes you laugh because it's like, <laughs> that's so crazy. That Yeah, the absurdity. I think in those situations, the absurdity or the audacity, even that somebody said that out loud. Right. We're like, wow. <laughs> yeah. Like, because I remember, just to give you an example, I don't want to get into too much, but I feel like people are like, what do they mean? Like, when my girlfriend passed away, uh-huh. literally, like, that night, uh, my mom asked me to do something, and I was like, my girlfriend just died. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> right? Which is a, a, that's a coping mechanism right. for me, and it is jarring to hear, but uh-huh. it's also, it is funny. Right. <laughs> we got, and life life goes on. That's how, I mean... That's what I want when I pass yeah, away. Uh, I, I want everybody. Yeah. I don't want people. Oh, I'm. I'm. I mean, be you know, feel what you feel, but yeah. Don't focus on the sad. Let's celebrate the life. Yeah. Like, and that's what I'm all about. I would. I would like people joking and you know. Yeah. You, you would hope. Like it's like I said. It's it's a tough situation, but I feel like that's the way. At least that's the way we do it. <laughs> that's the best part of life. Like, dude, the 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 best times are when our group is together and we are all faces hurting from laughter like the goal (laughs) is just to laugh that's true like there's nothing that's beautiful yeah that is the best those those are those are my favorite in my life the i could say some of my favorite times or when i feel the best is when I've been able to, like, you know, sometimes you just get in the zone and you're yeah. shooting jokes out and, like, you're, <laughs> you're getting lots of laughs. And yeah. When you can make everybody laugh and you're feeling uh, the laughter, too, oh, man, that's just the best. Like, you go home and you feel so good. Like, oh, I wish it could <laughs> always be like this. Yeah. Speaking of absurdities and ridiculousness, <clears throat> there's a tale that exists that I would love to hear about uh, because I've seen it but I never really had a chance to talk about it. Okay. A little thing called Raymond's Tale. Oh, yeah. What is that? Um, it is a movie that we made in high school. <laughs> and movie, I use that term loosely. <laughs> it's an 18-minute ridiculous thing. It's a, sh- it's a short I mean, it's art like, house yeah, film. Yeah, it's a short, like, basically like YouTube today, but we did it on a VHS cassette uh, with one of those big... Yeah. Uh, Via, or came Who had the camera? It was mine. Was it? Yeah. I mean, we used to play with that thing for hours. Yeah. And that's how it started. Uh, I don't. T did something funny, and we're like, "Hey, let's make a movie on this." And then we we did. The, Who was involved in that? Uh, Teresina Walsh, uh, Marty Reba, Nate Rugg, Randy Moore. Wow, I didn't even realize Randy was part of it. That's crazy. Yeah, and then, like, I mean, the other homies around, too, were, like, would pop in for yeah. just goofing around. <laughs> Little cameos. Yeah, well, they were in it, but, like, might have been there when we were... Oh, filming? Yeah. Yeah, because... Yeah, oh, Nick Sajewski. Yeah, because there's, like, <laughs> some of the shots, like, Teresina's... He's terrible at video because he's <laughs> laughing the whole time, you know? Which he's but, got... Which is, he's got such an interrupting laugh. Yeah. <laughs> His laugh always makes things better anyway. That's true, so, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> What so it came across just from him kind of doing ridiculousness. He, he, I have one. I have these big pillows at my house that my grandma made, and he stuffed it up his shirt, and he went outside to go get my mail, and so we recorded that, <laughs> and then I did this little bit in the bathroom where uh, I was like, I had a comb and I was like, every morning I comb my hair and I ran the comb through <laughs> my hair, and then it got stuck in my hair, like I lost it, and I looked around. And I was like, that's okay, I have more. And I grabbed out another one, like, that's pretty much the premise. Was that, uh, like, did you write that, or were you just No, it's just riffing. We just riffed, Whatever yeah. the hell comes out. Yeah, dude, there was, I mean, there, the, every, there, there was no end. Structure. We just started making, and, like, at the end, we're like, okay, oh, you're going to lose, your family's about to lose your house, and you win the lottery. <laughs> that's it. Okay, and then you become the president of the United States. You know, obvious progression. Right. <laughs> Is so, that the only thing that you guys really like put together in that way? Yeah, uh, and dude, Nate's brother was going to IMSA at the time, mm-hmm. so he was able to like render graphics into the video, which took like days for yeah. it to render the eighteen <laughs> minutes. Uh, so it was pretty crazy for the time. The technology uh, did it ever get digitized? Do you still have a copy of it? It's on YouTube. Oh, it is on yeah. YouTube. Oh, yeah. nice. Uh, 
Under just Raymond's tail? Raymond's tail, yeah. You can find it. I'm, you know, I'm surprised. All this is going to take is one report, and it'll probably get taken down. Cause it's about a mentally handicapped kid who, which, yeah. which is probably, you know, the. I'm surprised. Well, it's you can't even really hear. It's so bad. It's so bad. The quality is so awful. I nobody knew that until you just said it. Right. Right. No, I know. But uh, you know, whatever. It was fun. It was fun making. And you know what? In high, we sold copies at the school. Like people bought it on VHS from us, and. They loved it, and you uh, set up the old two VHSs, VCRs, oh, and yeah. recorded one. I sat there for hours recording them, because yeah, you had to like play it while the other one recorded. I so. would love to hear if anybody had bought a copy. Uh-huh. I just want to hear that somebody actually purchased one. Dude, Tavares, you know still. Tavares? I do. He was so that okay. Raymond Steele disappeared from the earth. Yeah. For, well, obviously not, but it was gone. None of us had a copy yeah. for 15 years or something like that. It was just gone. And then one day, Rob Belchunas was like, yo, I talked to Tavares. His mom, or he found, he, his mom found the copy. They, like, his mom had moved to, I think, Georgia or something. Yeah. And in a box, it was there. And I was, what? so I, I, I contacted Tavares, like, yo, dude, do whatever you can to get me that copy. And he did. He came through. I got That's it. That's awesome. And then I, uh, yeah, um, ripped it on the computer, which, yeah, I I used, I had a VHS DVD combo. So I ripped yeah. it on the DVD and then <laughs> ported it over. So the quality is just awful. It is <laughs> awful. Yeah. Yes. It's really, really bad. That's still really awesome, though. And what a funny story, like 15 years later. Yeah. Tavares was one of my first friends when I moved to, we were in the same homeroom. Okay. In junior high. Yeah. I, you know what? I, he, uh, somebody in his family had bought him Green Day's Dookie. Okay. And he's like, I don't listen to this. Uh-huh. And I bought that album from is how I got a copy oh, okay. of Green Day's Dookie. Nice. Which is just a, it's a little uh, Easter egg for you. <laughs> yeah. He's a good dude. I yeah, met him. I haven't talked to him in a long time, but he's a good dude. I met him freshman year in my math class. He sat next to T and I. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, T would just sit there and make the dude laugh like crazy. <laughs> yeah, but he would do that. He was such an absurd person. <laughs> yeah, that's where I think I got a lot of my own. Of, uh, like he taught me. A, I always looked up to him. Yeah, you know, he loved that, and he wanted people to look up to him. Yeah, he liked to be that guy on the top of like whatever we were oh, doing. Right, and he was like he, he hard had, to argue. Like, yeah, yeah. he's so fun to make fun of though. <laughs> Right, but and he, but again, and you know what? That's another thing about us is we're able to make fun of ourselves. Yeah, or like, uh, yeah, make fun of ourselves. That's what like, that's how you uh, can fight against like I, word, man words. Why do people get so upset about words? Yeah. You can't say that about me. Right. Okay. Yeah. Who cares? Right. And if they do, yeah. then what? You're going to be mad? Or like the funniest to me is like if somebody. Like, can you imagine, and this happens all the time, like, well, what did you end up in jail for? Like, <laughs> somebody showed me their middle finger, <laughs> so I punched them and beat the snot out of them. Okay, it's because somebody, I get what it means, but yeah. why do you have to, okay, fine, go ahead. Point it's, wherever you want to point. People take life so I have a, a friend of mine the other day, or a couple weeks ago, uh, somebody cut him off, uh-huh. and he flipped him off, and they followed him Jeez. until he parked. Yeah, and then two guys got out of the car and like, whoa, 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 yeah. and it's like, oh, okay, are you, you caused really, me an inconvenience. Right. Did this really ruined your whole day. Yeah, well, and, and like when people argue with each other, like, why do you care so much about what this other person thinks? You're yeah. arguing with them is telling them. I care so much about your opinion that yeah. I want you to have my opinion so that you can share my opinion with others and people will know yeah. his opinion. I don't get it. It doesn't make any sense to me. It, it is insane. Like, there, there's, I do think that there's probably certain things that are opinions that shouldn't be. Sure. But I also I think that, God, how boring would life be if we all just thought the same? I think that's the point. Is like having that mentality... Uh, even something as simple as like earlier, when we were just talking about the church and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. There's a time in my life, but I would reject that. Yeah, uh, and, and it would just make me uh, annoyed, or or at least I would be like, <laughs> really, yeah, really, Jason, that's what you do, yeah. uh, which is horrible. Like, why? Yeah, well, I now that I've grown and seen a lot of perspective 
mostly because of you and the fact that you've always let me talk to you about it uh-huh. and be like, oh, this is, I, I'm not seeing anything negative here. I'm trying to interject something that isn't there uh-huh. and I'm failing. I might as well accept it for what it is. <laughs> well, yeah, we have to be able to talk to each other because, like, I mean, okay, take, take something like racism. You know, it's not a good thing, right? Yes, let's but, solve racism real well, quick. Well, no, I'm, I, yeah, I'm, I'm just saying, take a situation where, like, somebody grew up in a family where, like, they were, like, just, they were just racist. And, sure. like, obviously it's a hateful thing, but they, they were, they, let's say they moved somewhere where it wasn't that way. And they're, they're not allowed to even talk about it. People won't even, okay, it's like, all right, well, I'm really confused because I have these thoughts. Right. Right. So maybe I want to express these thoughts just so I have a communication with somebody yeah. so we can talk so that I can grow as a person. But you never know. Because you have to see that other perspective to even know it exists. Yeah. Like one yeah. of the things that opened my eyes to perspective about society in general was going to Disney World because I met people from yeah. all over the world. It's got to be what hell of a melting pot. Yeah. Because you can take something like that and talk to somebody from Africa and they're like, oh, yeah, we don't, some of that stuff, we don't, it doesn't, no, that, that's. To, that doesn't bother us yeah. you know it's different like we have different things there we got our own stuff <laughs> right you know and you do like you realize you get there's like groups you see that in high school too where it's like oh our school is better than your school yeah oh because we were we live here we're you know everybody wants to be part What's of a group too about that they want to be part of the winning group to some extent the school even fuels that yeah to i know some right extent, yeah where it's like god gotta gotta be the best uh-huh i always remember when we were in high school i would it's like one of my most vivid uh memories is seeing some sport thing was coming up for some sports ball and it just said uh, melt mount carmel and i was like Ugh. uh-huh like this is ridiculous yeah remember me and uh, mike donard used to just make fun of all of the sports rhetoric yeah i'm not a very competitive person other than i'd like I like competition and the fun in it. Like, there can yeah. be fun in it as long as it is enjoyable. Right. Well, it's like, we play a lot of tabletop games. Yeah. Uh, and we have, we have a D&D group as well that you're part of. Like, and it's, it's so fun to have that lighthearted competitiveness. Yeah. And it feels good to win, probably. I feel like I never win, but right. it's well, probably awesome. <laughs> it's nice to win, but I don't care because if I, I'll just I'll spend three hours with my friends just yeah. laughing and having a good time. And that's actually a key. So I, was, I talked to Annie the other day, and she was talking about one of the things we realized while talking is that she doesn't, like, there's a, a beginning and an end point to everything uh-huh. and a goal or a finish. Uh-huh. There's nothing that, like, you know, you listen to a song. And the whole point is to listen to the song. Right. Not get to the end of the song. Right, right. She doesn't have anything in her life where it's like just to enjoy what is. Yeah. And I'm like, you're right. The way we play games is 100% that journey of being together and just like having a good time. I listened to an Alan Watts talk about that, about how the dance is not about... Otherwise, people would dance really quick to just get done. No, it's not That's literally what I quoted. I I, I didn't like quote it exactly. I didn't want to... Tell it was Alan Watts. Uh-huh. I feel like sometimes people will glaze over. And be like, uh, oh yeah, yeah. But I love Alan Watts. Yeah, I, me yeah, too. that's uh, awesome. Uh, yeah. One of those things. Now I lost my train of thought. Just the dance of life. That's all right. Should we sit here in awkward silence for a minute? Yeah. Well, you can cut it out, right? No. So uh, I don't. Yeah. So far, I haven't edited anything. <laughs> Other than like, if it's peaking, I'll adjust the levels. Uh-huh. But my goal is to not edit as much as possible. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, like even with the fireworks going off earlier. Oh yeah, yeah. Like Annie's dog was barking. Uh, I recorded Kane. There's like we were at Silver Springs mm-hmm. and geese are going crazy. Oh, that's awesome. The, the goal is kind of like to life. Life happens. Yeah. And it's at our age, it's it's so important and amazing just to find time. Yeah. I don't want to worry about all this other and, stuff. Uh, yeah. Well, you know, another thing about our group of friends is the, like, everybody just, like, we all come from different uh, backgrounds and families and whatnot, yeah. but, like, I think the one thing we all agree on over everything is just, like, love and kindness and right. respect to one another. Like, yeah. we don't have to believe the same things. Right. We respect each other. We, we just want to laugh. We yeah. want to make each other feel good. We want to be there for each other. And it, it, it was interesting how in high school, and like coming up, you know, in college, like, you know, going from party to party and people like people come and go. And it was like the people who seemed to st- that like kind of got picked up along the way yeah. who 
joined the group are the ones who, you know, became, who have shared in that idea of love and kindness yeah. and yeah and that genuine togetherness and stuff like that like we're we're, we're a, a tight-knit group and pretty protective mm-hmm. uh, but there's and even that there's like levels too and stuff like that like uh it's, it's, it's like a circle yeah no it's uh, no corners you know like a square has come to a stop yeah uh so what do you think is next for Jason Yunker and his family? Uh, well, I'm going to be getting my actual teaching degree. Oh, nice. And be a teacher. Very cool. And uh, Does it have to go then beyond a bachelor's? So I can just get the certificate. Okay. Or I can do one credit hour more and get the master's Did degree. Do you literally need one credit hour? No, well, to go, f- so the, the certificate program, let's say, there, it varies from school, but let's say it's okay. nine credit hours. Right. Well, the master's would be 10 credit hours. Oh, it's like okay. Just, so it just adds just one. Just do the master's. Yeah, yeah. And okay. At the same time. Do you think so, you would do that maybe later or? Oh, I'm going to get, I'm going to be starting that this year. Nice. So I'll do that and then eventually just become a teacher because, you know, that was uh, when I, when COVID hit, Tasha, my ex-wife and I got divorced Mm-hmm. And uh, I, when I decide, when I realize I like, uh, I'm probably only going to get to see my kids half the time. Yeah. I want to spend a hundred percent of that time with my kids. Yeah. Not at some job. And I right. thought I've always thought about being a teacher. Yeah. And so that's when I decided, like, you know what? I'm going to become a teacher so that I'm on the same schedule as them. Right. And that was then, just awesome that even as a substitute, you've got to kind of be with them in their classes right yeah That's i got awesome. to test it out and i i know i love it it's you know it's no disney how many, but how many times do you get to be like uh do we do that at home <laughs> yeah right <laughs> that's not what we do Mm-mm. you should know that you should know that um but yeah i got to test that out and see that i like it i was gonna say it's not it's Hey, I'm walking here. <laughs> it's no Disney, but uh, I don't dread going into it. Yeah. I don't go to sleep thinking, oh, geez, I only get, oh, you got to go to bed by this time. Like, I better get some sleep so I can have a good day tomorrow. Do, 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 yeah. do. That's funny because uh, I feel the same way cause, uh, about being in the school. Is, cause I actually left for a couple weeks and went back to factory work. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, because it was way more money. Uh-huh. And after like three days, after two days, I was like, I this I hate this. Dude, when, I hate the way I feel. I was going to say when I heard that that you did that, I was like, you know, rooting you on for what you needed to sure, do, but also yeah. my heart broke a little bit cuz I knew from talking to you yeah. that you felt the same way as I did yeah. about doing this and I saw how good you were at it and it's like It was that's man, what it happened really is like the money is not cuz I felt bad telling them too and I'm like this is I've never had like my I've never been into a job. Mm-hmm. So I was just like I can do this just so it pays for my life. Yeah. To where now it's like, you said, like, it's not a dread. It's still a job. Yeah. I still get up early and I drive an hour to work. Uh-huh. But, like, <laughs> what's the worst thing that's going to happen in my day is, like, the cafeteria is going to run out of chocolate milk? Yeah. Oh, like, no. It, it makes sense. Like, it, it, like, I can see the path through the day or, like, this job makes yeah. sense. I'm working with people and helping yeah. them learn or just have a good day, like, uh, versus being in a, a cubicle office, like like tomorrow you're going to spend eight hours coding uh, something for a website about carpet. <laughs> Super. Yeah, that does, even hearing you say it just hurt. Like, yeah, <laughs> it's like it just I don't know. I, don't get me wrong. I love that there's people out there that that's all they want and can do. Yeah, and they they make good money doing. Yeah, like, no, awesome. for sure. No, you know, good just, on you. And and hopefully those people go to bed at night thinking yes tomorrow eight hours like I'm, I've yeah. got woo I can see I can see that time being filled because even though I filled in that time I couldn't see it the night right. before every day would be like how am I gonna I'm gonna spend eight hours all day doing yeah doing this well, I think that's the shift right there is how am I gonna get through this as opposed to like I get to go do this right and which is huge whatever gets thrown at me like yeah. you know I, I just get to I'll, it's, my goal is to make the kids have a good day like I want the kids to have a good day be safe yeah. and hopefully learn luckily in right? my situation I am a good day right right nice <laughs> Tim good day stop it <laughs> that was when I worked at Disney uh, 
my my rule was like my core value was I am here to make people's vacations better. Yeah. So as long as I like went for that, yeah, then it was great. Did like, you ever get to do any mascotty stuff down there? No. Or, like I, any character work? Mm-mm. I auditioned for like face characters. Yeah. But uh, what does that mean? So like a like one of the characters that doesn't have to doesn't, wear a full thing yeah like i thought maybe jafar or something like that you thought you could be jafar yeah, yeah. Uh, or, or something like that tall <laughs> or whatever I, I like that tall was your rationale not that he's Dude, clearly oh, a middle eastern man <laughs> bro this was in 2002 oh right we right. talk about yeah. that stuff before yet. whitewashing was a thing <laughs> yeah right exactly no well i mean and and at the time that was you what you auditioned for was your height like which you makes just went sense, in honestly, and they looked yeah, at you. Because you are uncomfortably tall. Yeah. Were you 6'3"? Six, six, no. Well, yeah, 6'3". 6'2". What do you say two, no? Well, it's 6'2 and 3 quarters. You okay, know? okay, well, I don't want you to have that extra quarter. Right, exactly. As a 5'10 man, right. I'm, I'm uncomfortable about, about it. I think if, people, I, if I could take your inches, that sounds like a weird thing. Yeah, I was going to say. Well, That's something else. Yeah. Uh, I still take them. No, I like to be... A, very honest about that because people, about your height well people are weird about that like just be honest like i don't you know and it's like i go the other way you know how people lie about their age i've been for really? the last five years i've been saying i'm 40 <laughs> just because then i don't have to think about it yeah. and if people like i see people like they're so scared of turning 40 so maybe i'll just accept it now yeah and then tell people i'm 40 because i don't really care that how do you much. feel being 40 I, uh, no different right no i got like to be honest like Probably in my 20s, I always thought I'd be dead by 26. So I always consider myself on, like, extra special time, uh-huh. which makes me like, really grateful for every moment. Right, that's a good way to But I think it. back then it was, like, 40 was crazy. And I'm like, ah, I'm going to get depressed. I'm going to hate it. Uh-huh. And now that it's happened, I'm like, it's great. Yeah. If I like, if I had to stay a certain age, like, I'd probably stay 40 uh, just because of where I'm at in life mentally and emotionally and stuff. But physically, I've still got yeah. uh, ways to go. But... Especially working with kids, like, oh man, you're old. And like, I guess, yeah. I so guess I am. Old, yeah. And you know what? I like that. even that though is funny because like they'll be talking about stuff, and I'm like, oh yeah, let me tell you, because I know all the video game stuff. Mm-hmm. Like these kids will pull up. They have a, their website, like Cool Math Games. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Every week they've got some new game, uh-huh. and I launch it on my computer. Yeah. And I absolutely destroy them. Uh huh. And then they spend the week trying to catch up and beat me. Yeah. And that, which they never do. Right. I pride myself on destroying 12 year olds. That's one of the cool things about, you know, where we're at now with technology is that we're able to see the culture. Yeah. Uh, without like culture is kind of becoming ageless in a sense. It is. Yeah. Because everybody who's on, let's say TikTok or something, you're seeing these this culture come from everybody of all ages. Well, I think if you, if you go back to realistically probably 20 years, 20 year olds back, they kind of evolved with it. Mm-hmm. Like we evolved kind of slower, but over the last 20 years, it's changed fast. Yeah. So they've all evolved with it really fast. So you've literally got kids all the way up to 60 year olds. Uh-huh. Cause you figure when they, like they were, they were already are younger than us thirties in their, in the nineties. Uh-huh. So they're used to that big boom, and like they were able to plug in then. Yeah, but I feel like my mom, no way, my mom right. refuses to be a part of anything techno technological. Yeah, like I pay for her phone, I have to program it, I pay for all the streaming services. Yeah, she's like, it's not working. I have to go and log in and do everything. Yeah, she's like, I'm a senior citizen. Yeah, <laughs> I do not. I have senior rights. <laughs> and I'm like, no, you're just being a baby and uh-huh. refuse to grow up. <laughs> right. Just play with your phone a little bit more. You'll figure it out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah, just knowing more of the slang and stuff, like being in the school. One, I was give, I was calling attendance the one day, and this one kid's, I called his name, and he said, Sigma. You know what that is, right? Yeah. Suck my balls. <laughs> right. like, I just glazed over it because it was fourth grade. Most of the kids had, I, nobody laughed. I'm right. Like, he... It, I don't even know if he knew what he was saying. Something he just heard. Yeah. And that's that's funny to me, too, because if you call attention to it, you're just going to teach the whole class what it is. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's I just went not out. smart. Yeah. Like, <laughs> no, let's keep on. Moving. I do like the new slang, too. Like, when I was talking to one of the kids, and they're like, say less. Mm-hmm. And I was like, huh? <laughs> yeah. I like, too, that I even have a slang that, I, that annoys me as an old man. Uh, and that is, let's go. <laughs> let's go because people generally yell it after they already went 
Right. Like the wind sounds like, yeah, let's go. It's like, dude, it's over. <laughs> no, we're done. Yeah. We went. We went. That's what you should say. <laughs> you, we did it, gang. <laughs> Neato, gang. I love saying howdy to random people. One day, one day I was coming back from uh, my grandma's house in Woodridge riding the bike trails. Yeah. And I, it was like around 4th of July last year. And I came by this group of teenagers. And I was like, howdy. Oh, man, they look howdy. They're <laughs> making fun of me. But, like, you know, I was, uh, I thought I, I like saying it. So yeah. that's that's partly why I say it. Also, if nothing else, like, they're going to go and tell that story and get another chuckle out of it. Yeah. Like, this tall, lanky man howdy does. Dude, when I went to Wabonzi, okay, uh, Remember in uh, Tommy Boy when Chris Farley passed by that girl? He's like, hey, how you doing? <laughs> yeah. Right? That's what I would do. I would, every person I walked by, hey, how you doing? And uh, almost nobody said even hi back to me. Or when they did, I knew they had a good sense of humor. Yeah. You know another fun story from Obanzi? Remember Irv? Yeah. Louder? Oh, yeah. I don't know if I told you. Uh, He's a fireman, I believe. now. Is he? Uh, I don't know. But anyways, he used to work at Obanzi. And one day I was walking from the other side of the campus to the other side of the campus. And I see him off in the distance and it's like busy. People walking everywhere. And I walk through the grass through like, yo, Irv, Irv, what's up, Irv, right? Irv. And I get closer and I see it's not Irv, <laughs> but he's walking towards me and he's like, Hey, I'm not Irv, but how you doing? <laughs> I talked to him and we walked to our classes or whichever way together. He's a totally cool dude or whatever, but <laughs> that's you know, amazing because usually made, you'd be mortified yeah. and everybody would just pretend this didn't happen. Right. And this guy's like, I'm not Irv, but right. let's be friends. Ah, <laughs> oh, I made a mistake. That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. Right. Well, that's probably a good place to stop it. Mm-hmm. That you can't identify people from far away. Yeah, well, I got these glasses. <laughs> I got these glasses. <laughs> uh, appreciate you coming by, man. Uh, yeah, making some time. Uh, I'm excited for where you're at. It sounds like you've got some great plans of like where you're going. Mm-hmm. You yeah, know, you are a beautiful man. Yeah, as beautiful as you. <laughs> Love you, friend. Love you too.